podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Doublish. Half the dog, Hope 2020 is going to stay alive. We record the podcast every Monday, but it comes out to you every Tuesday. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook Talking Tactics. Um, you can follow us on SoundCloud MySpace. at Talking Tactics, not MySpace. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star mm-hmm. review. And we will read it on the show. If you want to help the podcast out monetarily, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe. $3 a month, you get access to the whole back catalog and whatever we create moving forward. Um, so we appreciate everybody that's ever donated, that's looked, that's taken the time to consider whether or not Half Hope tells you to steal money. I say, if you can afford it, check it out and, and we'll be super appreciative. So, bad news to start with this week. Um, Virgil van Dyke was tackled offside by Jordan Pickford, more, more like assaulted than tackled, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It didn't look good, but I was just kind of hoping he hyperextended his knee and he didn't do anything serious. But it turned out that it was serious, and I think he had to have surgery within the past few days. And, yeah, it seems like he's going to be out for a period of months. Seventeen months. this is something that I think people have always kind of hypothesized about, that Liverpool looks strong. But what happens when they get injuries? And people always assume, hey, if Salah goes down, what happens? If Mane goes down, what happens? If Allison goes down, what happens? But the big one is, okay, what if Van Dyke gets injured? And I don't think anybody's thinking ACL injury, but maybe they're thinking like a hamstring injury mm. for two, three months. This looks like it could be the majority of the season. Well, they're saying seven to eight months. That's what they're, they're, they're saying. So people say this, but whatever it is, it's going to be for the majority of the season. So he's pretty much out for the season. I think the silver lining here, at least for Van Dyke, not for Liverpool, not for anybody else, but for him. If you're going to get a season-ending injury, get it in October because there's a Euros next year. So get the injury now so you can yeah. play. Memphis Depay is the luckiest person on the planet. He's like one of those that he was going to miss the Euro 2020. Leroy Sané. Yep. The season got extended. The Euros got postponed. And now they can play in 2021. So Van Dyke was right there. So if he gets it in December, maybe he's not back by July. So it's gonna be it's gonna be close, but I think he'll be around for Netherlands. So that's the silver lining for him. But if I ask you just about Liverpool, what do you think this does? Considering Matip's also injured, and I think they only have one fit center back senior yeah, at the club. Yeah. And they sold Lovren to somewhere in Russia, I think. Spartak or St. Petersburg somewhere so that if gomez is your only center back fabinho can fill in so you only have two senior players that can play center back for eight months maybe they're lucky that the december window's close or the january the winter window's close rather what do you think man i mean it's it's not good but this is where let's sort of divulge because i want to compare the the two competitions champions league and the league mm-hmm the league is about squad because the league is about consistency. And I think what they will say is that attacks win sort of like, you know, trophies, cops and everything. Defenses win leagues. And I think that it is very difficult for me to give you an argument for Liverpool to win the league without a Van Dyke because you need that defensive stability, something that Lampard doesn't know anything about. You need that defensive consistency in there in order for you to give you a good chance of winning the league. Like, well, then people say, oh, 
What about Man City with the 100 points and, and, and 98 points? The attack was just so good and so amazing. And also, they kept the ball for so long, which is sort of the trick of the um, Pep philosophy is that our defenders are not that great, but what we do is that we keep hold of, hold of the possession and we just press you really high, which means that we don't have that much defending to actually do. So, But for most teams, you need a good, solid de- defense. So they're going to win a, a whole bunch of games. And I still think that they will they will definitely make top, top four and they'll most likely make top two, top, top three. But to win the league, I just think that there are just going to be some games in the way like, man, if Van Dijk was there, man, if Van Dijk was there, man, if Van Dijk was there. And this is going to... This is going to motivate teams to approach Liverpool differently. And now, what I'm now looking at is Klopp. How are you going to restructure the team? Because what I applauded Klopp for doing was how they won the league last season. He became much more pragmatic. People say, oh no, these guys, they're so boring. They're not really exciting. Klopp was like, now look, I have to, again, in contrast to Pep, I've got to change the way that we approach things because we, because I think I saw the mistakes of my ways which is why we were unable to win the league last season. So for now, against Van Dijk, is the high line ad- ad- advisable? Do you need to maybe be a bit a bit more balanced? Because you have goal scorers. You have great attacking players. So you have guys, individuals who are going to score out of nothing. Do you need to be so attacking? Do you need to press so high? So how Klopp restructures the, the team and changes the approach will be different. But my thing about it is that this... They can still win the, the, the Champions League because it's a different kind of competition because they still have the key players that can make you go ahead and win something like a Champions League. Now, it's still going to be tough because if you come up against a PSG or a Bayern Munich, not having Van Dijk's reading of the game and everything can make you come undone in one of those legs and so forth. But um, my thing about it is Liverpool, how are you going to react? Are you, because what I'm seeing right now is, oh my gosh, we're screwed, we're done, season is over, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this could just be a, okay, you know what? We're going to react. We're, we're, we're going to react. We're going to use this as a way to maybe make us a lot stronger. So this is a test of character because, look, it was never going to be, be, be plain sailing. Like, again, City, they had Laporte injured and they, and they had to make a do with that. Okay, now you have this guy injured. What are you going to do? Because that is what management is about with regards to club and that is what character is about what how do you handle adversity do you choke and bend over and just cower like a pussycat or do you be like you know what i'm gonna rise i'm gonna okay. rise to the challenge i have a question what positional group do you think is the most important for liverpool in the past three four seasons and i'm i'm, I'm this is a question in search of a particular response but what do you think what made Liverpool win the league last season was the defense. So we're, we're we're on the same page. So I would even break it down even further, and say their fullbacks. What Liverpool do with their fullbacks in terms of Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, Trent Alexander Arnold, like the way that they can get forward. A lot of that is contingent on knowing that we have the arguably the best center back in world football back there to clean up any mistakes. That he knows what's going to happen before we do it. So Robertson can rampage down that side. Trent can rampage down the other side. But we know we have a guy back there who's going to cover it up. You can't say that about Gomez. You you can't say that about Fabinho, not in the same way. So I think your point that Klopp has to change, I think that's a sage point, that he can't allow his defenders, or more specifically his fullbacks, to play the same way because Mm -hmm. the cover is not back there. 
And then, then we have to ask the question, how good are those defenders? In terms of Trent Alexander-Arnold, he wasn't a fullback. He was a midfielder who has been placed at fullback, and he's been offensively brilliant in that position. But there are some defensive frailties with his game. If, you're, if Klopp is then asking his team, or his defenders more specifically, I think we need to protect a little bit more. I don't know how that's going to look. And then you add the whole Adrian Allison thing. I don't know how long Allison's going to be out. But there's two big weaknesses there. And if Klopp doesn't adjust, I don't know if it's going to be enough to make up. And maybe this is a better question to ask. Do you think that's enough to make up 18 points? Like Van Dyke gone, will a team make up 18 points? I feel like that's a lot. I don't know Van Dyke. You really think Van Dyke is worth 18 points in a league season? Potentially. I think he might be worth four wins that you wouldn't get. So like 12 points. 18 no, no, is a lot. Because 18 a is a lot of, it's no, no, a lot no, no, of points. No. A lot of those games last season, you were like, yeah, my Liverpool, this is where they, they lose. And they just managed just to sort of defend, That's defend, true. hold on to the lead. Because there, there were a lot of like one nil wins or two ones. Three, three twos, like games where Mane got the goal. But mm. you, that's interesting because a lot of times when a game is 1-0, you give credit to the player that scored. So let's say mm. Liverpool win a game last season. Mane scores in the 77th minute or something like that. Mm. Mane gets the credit. But there are instances in that game where the goalkeeper has to come up big to keep the clean sheet or a defender has to read the game to make the tackle to keep the clean sheet that then allows Mane to win the game. On, 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 also, so, I remember when I used to watch Bundesliga in Nigeria, like, they used to say, oh man, no, Oliver Kahn, Oliver Kahn. We see the commentators used to say that Oliver Kahn would win in games for Bayern. I was like, wait, how, 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 can a, how can a goalkeeper win a game for a team? Because every save that he makes no, 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 is no, like but, scoring a goal. No, 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 no. This is younger me. I'm saying this is younger me. So I was like... Baby Hope. Keep, yeah, yeah, this B- is Baby Hope. B-double-H. Yeah, 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 B-H. This, this is B-H. So I was like, wait, this, the guy's a keeper. But then now learn that if it's one zero, he's making key saves... And those key saves literally help them to hold on to that one zero lead. So he contributes to pretty much helping them to win the, the game. Yeah. Question for you, since this is talking tactics, if you're Klopp, what do you do? What do you think he does? So do you think that he says, all right, Trent Robertson, still go up, but be mindful of how much you go up. We're going to be a lot more balanced and we're going to now really be a lot more careful in how we try to attack. And we're now going to rely upon the individual ability of a Mane and a Salah. So basically, he's going to evoke his inner Conte, you know, of let's just try and focus on what our individuals do. Or he will, will he be like, you know what? I trust my team. I trust our defenses. We cannot sacrifice what we've been doing for the past three years. Let's keep going. I still believe we'll, 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 we'll be able to offset the counterattacks because if you're any team now, you're like, guys, let's attack these dudes and let's get that ball over the top. So... Two, two things came to my mind. The first thing I thought was just play with a double pivot. So they've been playing 4-3-3 three, three generally. Mm. Play with two holding midfielders and try to kind of consolidate that a bit as well as the instructions of making sure that the fullbacks aren't as attacking. The second thing that came to mind, which I think might be the more Liverpool appropriate solution, ultra possession. You even have a player like Thiago who plays mm. in midfield now that I think you can run a game through him. Not I think, you can. So maybe it's instead of having 50% possession, you try to get into the 70s if you can. Just hold on to the ball as much as you can and just try to break teams down more methodically rather than you know maybe just over-the-top balls to Salah or Mane or whatnot. So mm. I think you, you could go both ways. You could kind of 
you could try to consolidate in midfield and with the fullbacks, or you just go more possession football just to protect your defenders in that sense. You see, and I, I'm not, I think no, that's a key point. But you know what's and also a key issue? This is where the whole Firmino thing comes into it, where this is one of those times where you really need Firmino to be fair, Firmino and really play his role well. And he's not played well for ages. Because what you now do is like, if you now say, okay, let's just be a bit more restrictive and mindful with how we attack, Man and Salah get a lot of the opportunities through what Firmino does. Mm-hmm. So we want you, Firmino, to, as much as you now have to now score more goals, but actually do what you are supposed to be good at, which is coming deep and making those intelligent passes to Mana, to Mane and Salah, because we may not get as much cheddar from Trent and Robertson because I want them to be able to worry about their and um, them they're defending in terms of the trans transition. So it's a domino effect, in other words. We'll see. Another big thing that happened in that game, they still could have won the game. Tiago passes to Mane, and apparently Mane is I don't know what was offside, but that's what they called. And this is what I've been trying to tell people the whole time. I would put referees in a category of policemen hall monitors you know when the substitute teacher or your teacher leaves the classroom Mm. and she's like okay i need one student who's going to take names and this student raises his hand pick me and the teacher calls on him and he goes up to the board and he just stands there so well in nigeria man but but there's this one girl who she took names she even brought the teacher a cane because some of you guys may not know she literally brought a cane to school and she was the one who took names by anybody who made noise like those 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 people those types of people grow up to be lawyers policemen and i think referees the the person who just wants to be in charge right and these people have no care for the spirit of the law they go by the letter of the law so if the law says you have a bum hair that's offside because that bum hair in theory could score a goal you're offside People who, like myself, who believe in the spirit of the law would say the idea that I think Godfrey, Mina, and Mane are in a line, that mm. means level. And level is onside. I don't care if his elbow's offside or his shoulder's <laughs> offside or whatever it is. The spirit of the law, not even the spirit of the law, but like for years and years, it's been yeah. level is onside. For me, they're level. He has no competitive advantage. It's a goal. And I'm not one to cape for Liverpool, like God forbid. But even when that happened, you know, you know how this was it was this bad that my timeline's full of Chelsea fans. We'll get to Chelsea and some <laughs> and some news. But uh. people who otherwise would love Liverpool to have bad times. Manchester United fans who love whenever hard times beset Liverpool, they love it. Like it, that's their jam. That's that's their thing. Even Everton fans, I would say. Like there was kind of a general consensus that this is just terrible. Like, I don't understand. I don't even see it. Like, we we don't understand how this is. So if Liverpool are gaining sympathy or garnering sympathy from the wider public, you know something's wrong because mm. that doesn't happen. People love reveling in their misery. Oh, basically, Daniel, it's, it's like, what was the point of offside? Stop goal hanging to not give the attacker an unrealistic advantage mm-hmm. when they're moving forward. That was the whole point of it. The question you must ask is, what advantage does Mane have in this situation? He does not have an attacking advantage in this situation. Now, I get it. I understand. Whenever we, 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 we make rules, 
there, there has to be a cutoff point. Because mm-hmm. you can't be like, well, you know. But my thing is very simple. If you show this image to the referee, a man who is the referee in the game, because it's a perfect point that Red Devil Studio made, is that if just show this image to the referee, who should be refereeing the game, if he sees this image, oh, it's onside. Forget about bringing in the computer VR. Just let the referee see this image to judge whether it's onside or offside, and then boom. But once you now say bed's eye view, you're going deep, let's see whether his pubic hair is onside or offside, then like what are we doing here, man? What are we do, doing? Do you know another thing? And this is this is maybe the thing that pisses me off the most. Mm. There's no way to tell if this still image is the correct image. Meaning, when Tiago plays the ball, we don't know when the ball leaves the foot, when it exactly hits. When mm-hmm. it leaves mm-hmm. the gap in between, and that gap in between, the margin of error, in other words, of when the ball is being played and when the ball leaves the player's foot, if we're going to the millimeter on Mina, Godfrey, and Mane, that measure or margin of when the ball is played becomes a big deal. It's nanometers at this point. And once we reach that, I have a big issue with the fact that I don't think those lines that delineate where my shoulder is, where your backside is, all of these things. I don't think mm. they're wide enough. I don't think it takes into account the margin of error of when the ball is being played. So the VAR official, I, I guess he's looking for when Tiago plays the ball. But that could be any mo- moment in that kind of motion where the ball's, if this is the ball, where the ball is hit and then when the ball starts to move. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball always kind of looks, I don't know, you can tell it's moving when they make those still shots. So that's another big issue I have, that this is all an incomplete science. Like, there's no definitive answer because when we judge things to the nanometer, you have to be accurate of when the ball is being played. And I don't. I think they just press pause the closest time they can. But if it was another, I don't know, two-tenths of a second, who's to say Mina doesn't just move that little bit and now Mane's offside or onside? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. It's just those little things that I don't think the technology is perfectly suited yet to to telling us these things. But again, we're giving the power to hall monitors and people who take names and policemen and prosecutors. <laughs> just but, 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 so let me ask you. See, my and this is the thing that just pisses me off. It's the same thing I hate with, those the, people, with, with the whole handball rule. This is a football. Why are nerds and hall monitors making rules about football? Shouldn't it? Doesn't it make sense that these rules should be made by people who play their game? So, aha, this is what it's filled. Okay, this is what I think based on me playing the game and how fast the game is moving. This would be realistic for a handball. This would be realistic for a handball based on how I've played the game for many years. Yeah, I think this should really be offset. This should really be offset based I on. I think this you gave a good solution, advantage. man. It just take if you bring that image back on the screen, and I guess people who are are listening, um, you guys can imagine the image. I guess you've seen it on social media, whatever the case. If you take away those lines, like that, the gr- the darker part of the grass and the yellow yeah. line and the little thing that's coming out of the sky, hmm. and you just show that to somebody and you ask them, is there an offside violation here? <laughs> They'd say no. They yeah. would say every it looks level at least. And then that should be it. The fact that you have to bring in geometry and yeah, Archimedes like, th- and what are we doing here? All of these different scientists, Imhotep from ancient Egypt and Isaac <laughs> Newton, and we're just trying to figure out like, is he two point seven nanometers? Like, it's just it's too much. Like, if it's that little, it's level. Level is on side. 
we move on. No, because you see, it's things like this that now make me say, you know what? Was it so bad without without VR? I get it. I get it. We've not we're not able to see things that we, we can't see because that's Here whole it is, England. Here it is. Look, it's like the whole England Germany World, World Cup thing. Like when Frank Lampard scored, if VR was there, it would have been two to all that kind of stuff. But my thing is that when you see crap like 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 that, and when you see the, the dumb things of the handball balls that were given back in the day, eye tests. <laughs> It was just the, the items of like, okay, offside, and then he just kept it moving. Nothing look, was stopped. Have hope. Have no hope. This is the thing. Lines. These people want technology to be in the game because obviously mistakes have been made in the past. And one of the one of the rules, see, there's a, there's a bunch of subjective things in the game. Is that a foul? Is that a red card? Did he have intent? Did he have malice? I guess handball is a perfect example of this, where they've tried to make it objective when there is subjectivity to the handball rule. Offside, in theory, is an objective thing. You are either onside or you are offside. And because offside is something that can be objective, they go super hard with it to make the technology seem worth it. If we're going to pause the game for 30 seconds, we Mm. need to have the result. And Mm. this rule in particular is one that is black and white if you choose to make it so. Because actually, Mane probably was offside. By I don't know, like a a pubic hair, a, a peck of flesh on his. A pubic a, I, hair. I, I think a peck is actually a lot, but like a twinge of flesh on his shoulder blade or whatever it was. Like objectively, he was offside. But again, it's a letter of the law versus spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law, he's he's level. He's onside. Yeah. But they need VAR to work so drastically or so much that the objective things they go so hard, and that creates the situation that we saw. On Saturday or Sunday, whichever day it was. Saturday, All right, Saturday. <sighs> Time to Come take on. our L. <laughs> oh, what's what's this? Oh Lord. Time, time to take our L. So, Spurs were up. okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, okay. We're complicated Chelsea fans. We will get there in a second, okay? But this is not we, an L, by the way. This it was it was an L. It was a it was an L for me anyway. Um. <laughs> This this podcast appreciates Mourinho. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so goals, goals, Spurs, Spurs go up 3-0. And for me, it was just like, hey, yo, y'all, don't let this man win win the league. Don't let him do it. Because the, the corn that I will give you, you don't want it. So don't let him win the league. So I was telling people, pr- you better pray to God, Jehovah, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, Vishnu, whoever you pray to. If you don't believe in God, write a letter to Santa Claus. Don't let this man win the league. Please don't let it happen. Oh no, no, I would go home. If, you see, you know, I, 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 if I tweet Ogunu that, I send that publicly. Wins the league with these scraps, you will. I will be unbearable. That's why I thought it will never happen. That's what I'm saying. That's, all, that's all I said. I said don't let it happen. Pray to whoever you pray to. <sighs> then these guys start letting in set pieces. It's three one. I'm like, oh boy, like this isn't good. Because you, 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 you knew once Spurs let in the first goal, the possibility. With eight minutes left, we've seen crazier things than two goals in mm-hmm. whatever it is, 10 minutes plus stoppage time. They get 3 2. You're like, geez. Then Sizoko fouls the same place where the first goal came from. You're like, don't let this happen. Crespo puts the ball in. You're like, it's cleared. Whoo! 3 2. This guy, Lanzini, just comes out of nowhere, just pow. It's just like, oh. Madness, and then, that like, you see Lloris and he dies. Did he save it? Is that behind the net? It's in the, it's in the it goal. Over. I thought it was over. 
incredible strike. Shout out to Lanzini. That's one of the best goals of the season for no, sure. No, no. Goal of the season. Puskas Awards. It'll be in the Puskas Awards finalists considering yeah. the time and situation and all of that. And then I go on Twitter. I'm trying to enjoy my Sunday. <laughs> I have my drink. I have my, you know, I'm eating some butterscotch candy or whatever it is. I'm just trying to enjoy. And then notification, notification, notification. You said it was going to happen. You said this. You said that. You said this. You said that. Okay, guys, I will take my L. Fine. Fine. I will take my L. But just be just be clear. I didn't say that they were going to win the game. I said you better pray they don't win the league. And it seems as if people did pray. They got on their knees. God heard them. And he gave West Ham three goals. So, you know, if you believe in higher powers, there's some more evidence. You know, miracles do happen. Benny Hinn. No, no, but, but it my, happens. No, no. I find it odd the hate people still have for Mourinho. Like, what did he do to ruffle your feathers? I'm like, the it's joy. Us. It's us. It's not Mourinho. No, no, it's no, us no, at this point. People don't true. like that we like him. So but, 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 when, but, when bad things happen, they're happy. They're, no, no, they're happy me, they get to jeer us. See, I find it sick. But look, I find it still sickening and sad the kind of pleasure that people take. Do you know the amount of notifications that goes? I put. I just put a friendly tweet about, and my tweet so still many, stands. Man. My tweet was about you said he's a defensive dinosaur and he can't. He doesn't know how to score goals. <laughs> and Tottenham have now scored about sixteen goals in three games. Yeah, that still stands. But people were like, "Oh, this." How did the tweet age badly? It still stands, which means that you are wrong in saying that Mourinho is a defensive brick. No. This shows that he can actually manage a team. My tweet is still relevant. Just pray he doesn't win the league. I didn't say anything. I didn't say they will win. I don't think they will. I'm just saying, no, no, they're, they're, don't they're let it happen. The just, they don't win in the league. For your sake. It, no, no. I, I hope it doesn't happen. But Daniel, so I don't no, no, have to Daniel, do what I know real. I will do. No, no, no. Daniel, let's just, let's just be real right now. They're not winning the league. No, That's a fact. no. The That's best they fact. can do is win an FA Cup or maybe Europa League. But it's just... It's always bad on Twitter when I see 20 plus. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, what? I didn't mean anything by it. It's just like... But yeah, no, no, no. They rampage my notifications. No, they rampage them, man. I was like, just, guys... When I see 20 on, plus, I'm just like, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. You guys just trying, just trying to get at me. And what? it makes me realize I don't care that much. Mm. But if I did care about Twitter and people coming at me, it makes me have some sort of sympathy for like children that always grew up with social media. Oh yeah. And they get like disliked or people are <laughs> tweeting at them crazy or yeah, they get bullied. For me, I could just turn off Twitter. I didn't grow yeah, up with it. So it's no it's no, no big deal. I no, cannot you can still look. Turn it off. Even if you grew up with social media, you can still turn it off. No, nah, but if, if if you're thirteen and you've never known a world turn without Twitter, turn it off. Twitter and, actually and means outside. something to you. Like likes and stuff mean something nah, to you. No, turn it off. Go outside and get it. That's life. easy for us to say. Have hope. I don't give a damn. <laughs> turn it off. Go out. And I agree get a with life. you. I agree with you. I think like if you have kids, tell them like just get off. Go outside. Ride a bike. Shoot basketball. Go hmm. find I don't know a hobby or something. But these kids grow up with social media. So when when those types of things happen to me, I'm like, damn. Like if I was. 10 years younger, would I be thinking about ending it all or something like that? It's just like, yo, I'm glad I don't live, I don't take football that seriously. And two, I don't take Twitter that seriously, Mm. especially from people who have like football abbeys and their name is Ronaldinho35928767341. I'm just like, okay, you're you're, you're dealing with a loser. You're dealing with a loser. It's not loser. It's just like, I know who, I know this, I know what this person is. Like, they're just trolling. Loser, loser. So, yeah. Um, 
Mourinho isn't going to win the league. But, but remember the, don't let it happen. But remember the tweet that they, they put out, though? What's it called? If Bill just scored that. Did you see that, that skill that he, that he that did that little two-step? It was... It, I thought it would have been if, harder if, to miss than to score. I can see how you miss it. It's all in the same motion, and it's so quick. But I can see how I miss it. I can see how you miss it. I don't see how Gareth Bale, professional footballer Gareth Bale, eighty who million pound Gareth Bale, injury, who just come back Galactical from Gareth Bale, who just come back from Champions League winner Gareth who's Bale, who's just come back from injury. I don't my care. Friend. He could have yes, been in his can. sleep like Rip Van Winkle. He should still make it. It's rust. I don't want to go too hard. Obviously, I wanted him to make it for the narrative. But if he goes far post instead of near post, he probably makes it. But maybe being a left-footed player, it would naturally take him to go near than far. But that's just me shooting him bail that I don't think I need to give him. No pun intended. All right. Another 3-3. Frank. P-H. Frank. Um, your thoughts on uh, Chelsea, Have Hope. Do we tell the people now what we're going to do or we save that for the end? Let's save it for the end. Okay. Tease. Save, save for the end. Stick around to the end for some talking <laughs> tactics slash not talking tactics news. Your thoughts on Chelsea, Havel? <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, man. Um, <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are dealing with a rookie. Eh, he's a sophomore at this point. <laughs> Just a bad I, one. I, I don't want to start with him. I always start with him. Let me come from a different angle. The, the defense. It's the player's fault, not Lampard. Let's investigate that. Sari had pretty much the same defenders, but had a better defensive record. The Lampard. I find it hard to believe that conceding 50 plus goals a season is only down to the players and what the players are doing and has nothing to do with the manager. Three goals considered against West Brom, three goals considered against Southampton. Yes, there are defensive mistakes, but I would believe that these defensive mistakes may be linked into a particular philosophy that, that the team has and a lack of confidence. And my thing as well is. If you keep on changing the defensive partner and keep on changing the central back partnership, mistakes are going to happen. I don't know any top manager who changes their defensive partnership when they don't have to. I've never seen that before. Now, you can be happy about Kai Havertz, Werner, boom, quality signings, but let's just be real. Chelsea's problem last season wasn't scoring goals or being at- attacking. The problem was defense. The that was the issue. So, Pause. what did Klopp do? Klopp was like, hmm, defense, we need to do something. He gets Van, Van Dyke. Thingy, Pep, he's been continuously looking for a defender. Laporte, now Ruben Diaz. Even Manchester United, who spent probably bad money, hmm. but at least they tried 80, 70 million on Maguire. Like they recognized this is a problem. Let's go get somebody. Chelsea looking for the cheap option. Thiago Silva. Cool. But he's 36. Okay, so that's one thing there is that for me, I the the, the defensive problem is twofold. It's yes, the defenders are making mistakes, but it's also with the fact that you obviously don't have a defensive plan that these guys can buy into. And I'm sorry, I, I, I'll, I have to keep repeating this point because it is very key. You even know this in football manager as well. It's like, what you never touch, I will change the attacker, I'll change thingy. What I never touch, I never touch my two central defenders. That is always untouched. I only change it if there's a yellow card record or a guy has like a four out of 10, two games run, run running. If not, 
those two guys, I don't touch them. Do you know what it is? Do you know what? Chelsea have five senior center backs. There's Rudiger, Tamori, and, Zuma, and Christensen, and, and Silva. And if anybody makes a mistake, okay, I'll change it. If so, <laughs> or 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 it's just Christensen has political power in the club. We know that. Oh, how seriously? Of course. Like, have you not seen the stories with him and his dad? Like, oh, we're looking to leave this and that. And the club, I, I guess they understand this. He can be a good defender. I think he's mm. only 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. He still has 10 years to play. We don't want to miss out on him. So if Lampard says the partnership is Silva and Zuma, let's say, you don't think Christensen's people are leaving little drops here and there? Okay, Lampard might be swayed one way or the other. Play him. Tamori, we all know. I don't think I don't think he's done anything wrong other than stay at the club. <laughs> like that's his only mistake. Like, go get playing time. I could say the same for Hudson Odoi. Like, your only mistake here is not leaving. Um, but yeah, there. Are, I think there. Are, one, there's too many options for an inexperienced manager not to change one of them. Mm. So if somebody makes a mistake, I have four other options or three. Let's use one of them. Let's see what happens. And that incessant need to change is a problem in and of itself. But then I think there are other factors that are behind that, which are more kind of political in that sense, especially Christensen. And if you if you sign a 36-year-old Thiago Silva, you're not going to have him on the bench. He wants to play. He needs to play. He probably had assurances that he would play. Mm. And, even, and we can see with Rudiger, Rudiger's not even in the team. Actually, credit to him for not signing the contract extension to get loaned or whatever it is. Like, I actually think that's a wise decision, but... It's just there's too many options for somebody like Lampard not to make a mistake. Um, Mount, not every week, Mount. No, we no, get no, no. it. But my th- because people wear that. How can you blame Mount when he's not the, the defender, or not making the defensive mistakes? My thing is this: I don't blame him. Well, no, no, you, no. You, you go go ahead. You might. Yeah, the, so. yeah, no, no, no. Mount is not to blame. Of course, he's not to blame. But my question is. That wasn't Chelsea's strongest team. And this could have been a case of like, yes, you, you're going to continue because your defense is, is trash and defensive tactics are trash. But maybe you outscore the opposition because you have the strongest attacking team. And the strongest at- attacking team, Horton Odoi, stats. Politics is on the left, Horton Odoi is on the right. And you give yourself the best attacking chance to outscore the opposition because you will concede goals, but hopefully you can now just score more goals than you concede. But there was no rationale for you to start with Mount in the team. So again, it's like, it goes back to to your centre-back point. The worst thing I think that could happen to Lampard is him buying all these players. Because I just think he's obsessed with, and he even mentioned it in an interview, that, oh, the beauty about these players is that they can play multiple positions. So he takes pride in them playing multiple positions. So it's almost like, hey, man, who knows what I'm going to play? Who knows which position I'm going to play? So it's so he sort of he, he he gets off on that with <laughs> with guys not knowing what they, they they're going to be doing from game to game. Pause. So. Okay, I need I need to write down. Okay, Mount, I need to write this down so I don't forget. And another kind of psychological point that I would like to jump in his brain and maybe mm. I don't even, maybe he doesn't even think about this, but maybe he does consciously. Maybe he has the perception that the only reason I have this job is because I'm a Chelsea legend. So I need to prove by doing tactical changes, tactical switches, 
playing players in different positions. I need to look as if I'm doing something that somebody else might not think of or might not do. Similar to Pep with with Barnick and Lamb. Because subconsciously, I need to know, or people need to know, that I'm doing something. I I'm in charge. Part of this is me. Mm. I deserve to be here. Like I'm not just here because my name is Frank Lampard. I'm here because I actually am a manager and let me do some manager things by playing mount on the wing. And you're looking at him like that doesn't make sense when you have a natural winger on the bench. But for him, he might think about it like this is some tactical next level thing that so nobody if else we is. win, it was my, it was me. It was, yeah, of it's, it's a prideful thing. The idea that nobody else is going to think of this. So if nobody else thinks of it, maybe I should do it. And that way me and Morris and the rest of the guys can look like we're up to something. <laughs> it's like, no, just do the simple thing. If you have a winger, play the winger. If you have a center back, play the center back. If you have a central defensive midfielder, play him in central defensive midfield. If you have a fullback, play him at fullback. Not if it's Alonzo. Um, yeah, if you have a striker, play him as a striker. Like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Like, the players have been trained in their positions for mm-hmm. years. Play them in their preferred position. Back to Mount, and this actually ties in. Mount is... He can play as a free eight. He can play as a number 10. Those are his two positions. Yeah. That's what he should be playing. When people see Mount on the wing, they're like, oh, Mason Mount, why? It's not about Mason Mount, the individual. I actually think he's a pretty good midfielder. He's all right. And he's I think he could be yeah. a really, really good number 10. Like his his technique, his mind, like the runs he makes, the pressing, it's all there. Hmm. But he's not a winger so what it's not looking at mount like why are you why are you playing like what is wrong with you mason it's not that it's why is the manager insistent on playing you in a position that's not natural to you he has the mass he's a person he can go run around on the wing if he wants to fair enough I, you could send me out there i could give you 5 minutes maybe you know uh, like but i could go play on the wing in theory but that's not what I should be doing. I shouldn't be on the pitch. Mason Mount shouldn't be in that area. He should be central, or at least doing central things. I, I, I don't want people to think, oh, these guys really hate Mason Mount. I have nothing against him. I actually think he's really good. That's maybe stretching it. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least he has the potential to be good. No, 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 no. I, think, no basically, I think that is the main thing. Is like It's just baffles the mind that the player is clearly being played out of position. And all, and your only argument is that he tracks back and he works hard. So a winger who your primary function sh- should be to attack and offer something going forward, he's only there because he tracks back and he works hard, which is insane. No, 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 Daniel. Let's just Mason Mount. Let's say he tracks better and does much better defensively than Miss, than Hudson Odoi. Lampard, you are the only man I know on this planet who you are playing a winger over another. You're playing a player over a natural winger because this player works hard defensively in the wing position. I've never had any manager use that rationale. <laughs> even, I think Pulisic was even playing on the right so Mount could play on the left wide. Like, it, it's Bro. just this, I'm trying not to use the N-word, like, I'm trying really not to, but this guy, man, like, <laughs> this guy, like, it's, I can't it's... take it. I can't it's crazy. It. No, no, no. It's like I've never seen a manager make decisions like like this. You know, it's it's, it's, uh, just, it's special. Look, man, look. All I want, I I pray Ziyech gets fit. I so pray Ziyech gets fit because if he gets fit and we still see Mount Wing, 
then we know what this is. Yeah. Then we know what this is. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so this is this is your son. Yeah, 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 this, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, okay, I get it. Like I'm, you know, we all have sons, I guess, you know. <laughs> I look at Hudson Adoy. If the manager is going to play a central player wide, and it might not even have anything to do with you. It's just he loves this guy so much that I can't get over him. That Bayern loan's looking kind of good. That Bayern deal was looking kind of good. I could have won a Champions League. And it's clear what Bayern are about. We're going to buy Coleman, Nabry, uh, Davies. Just if you're young, black, and fast, they want you. <laughs> so, hey, I should have probably gone. He should have he gone. I, I was saying that. He should have gone. Because I we know what Chelsea is. They just gobble people up and then they don't use them properly. Anyway. All right. Milan Derby. Should you be 39 years old scoring braces against Inter Milan? Do you want me to be real or do you want me to be nice? You know that emoji where the guy's like this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no. I always use that because that, that, that's like one of my favorites in the emoji. Like, it's the face palm and the thing like, <laughs> like, like this. Both are black, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It pisses me off just as an aside. When people who are like darker skin use the light skin emoji, and then people who are light skin that use like, you're not that shade. Like, chill yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're bleaching your emoji. Stop with that. But go ahead. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to attack this, but I'll attempt it. Is it Ibra's greatness or is it Serie A's trashness? You see that you've now hit the nail on the head. Would Ibrahimovic do this in the Premier League or La Liga at this age? 39. Let's continue. Ibrahimovic is a very special player in terms of what he's been able to do for throughout his career. Champions League flop, Champions League flop. I, I, I get that. But what he's been able to do for the majority of his of his career, you have to give him credit. Yes, an aspect of it is he's talented, and his talent shows that he can still be able to be effective at 39 years of age. But this is a league where also Cagliarella was top scorer, and Cagliarella I think turns 66 next week or something. You know he has over like 150 Serie A goals. People who bring up Cagliarella. Clearly mm. don't understand. Like, this guy has, like, over 160, 70 Serie A goals. Like, this guy's a goal scorer. Yeah. So so that he won the golden boot once. It's like, he's like Jamie Vardy. And this also, old dudes that just get goals. Bro, it's not also, really his, an insult. His goal in the 2010 World Cup is still one of the craziest goals I've ever seen in my life. If, if his name was some traditional Italian-sounding name, mm. people would give it credit. But because it's Quagliarella, and you can say it like... Her. It's like Rasho no. Nesterovic or Kwame <laughs> Brown. Wait, do like, you remember no. his goal? Do you remember his goal in the 2010 World World Cup against Slovakia? I, it's not in my brain, no. Bro, when you have time, guys, he chips the keeper from outside the box. No. The, 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 the one I have in my brain is one that he did for, I think, Sampdoria, whichever club he's with, um, where he, like, back heel flicked it from, like, some wild, wild angle. Like, the, the guy's a goal scorer. So, he's a goal scorer. Again, oh, okay. it's just his name. It's Quagliarella, like. So no, no, look. I think. Meanwhile, your name is some. Tr- Never mind. <laughs> look, look, look. The initial thing is Ibrahimovic. Look, wow. How are you thirty nine? Also, his his birthday is a day is a day before mine. How are you thirty nine and you're able to do what you're able to do? It's amazing. I'm like, this is crazy because the notion is you go to the MLS to retire. That's the that, that's that's the retirement home. So I thought, that's, bro. After the MLS, you're 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 done. You're finished. But the fact that he's been able to come back and do this is amazing. But my thing is this: in Milan, <laughs> how do you allow 
Because remember, you're, you're supposed to be the strongest team in the league, and you're supposed to be the clear favorites to win the league. Even though I'm not betting against a team who won nine times in a row. I'm sorry. How do Managed you by Pirlo, though. I don't give a damn. They won nine, nine times in a row. I'm not, I'm not betting against a team that have won nine times in a row. It's, it's not happening. But my thing, though, is, yeah, how do you... How do you let a 39-year-old score twice against you or have the kind of performance against you? So that's the thing. I don't know whether a 39-year-old Ibrahimovic would be this good or score to the same degree in a La Liga or a Premier League or a Bundesliga. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he would because he scored, what, I think, was it 16, 17 years or something for Man United? But he was, what, 36? That season, he scored 28 goals in all competitions. And tore his ACL or something like that. So he but he how old was he? He thirty six, thirty seven, or it was thirty five, thirty six. But mm. either way, the fact that he was that age scoring that many goals, like, do you think Ronaldo at thirty five, thirty six could score that many goals for Manchester United now? Probably, but you know, no, no, but, but you know, it's what? comparable. This is what I'll, I'll I'll give Ibrahimovic. This is what I'll give Ibrahimovic. His game isn't predicated on physical attributes in terms of speed and movement. Once Aubameyang reaches a certain age, a lot of his game is going to be taken away. Jimmy Vardy, I think that a lot of his game is based on his speed. Once he loses that, it's going to be hard. Ibrahim, he's Hitch, 33. I don't know if he's losing that speed. I think he'll just be fast forever, bro. Because <laughs> I would have thought Jamie Vardy would have been slow like three years ago. Jim, but Jamie nope. Vardy, 39-year-old Jamie Vardy isn't sprinting onto through balls. No. <laughs> no, he's, he's not. It's, it's, that's, that's not happening. I still think he'll be faster than like a Maguire or somebody like yeah, that. But, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, my thing that Ibrahimovic, has, his game has always been about technique, intelligence, and just being in the right place at the right time. That's... So you never lose that. And he'll age. always be big. And big strikers in Serie A just work. Like, Eden Dzeko has a career. Why? Because he's mm. big. If you put Olivier Giroud there, it works. Why? Because he's big. Lukaku can get goals. He's big plus fast. Well, um, but, but, I think the, the key but, is, uh, but the key that you bring up is the mentality and the mind. Which is what I want to go to is that Ibrahimovic is one of those guys where and even if it might be a game, a mirage or whatsoever, he has this crazy self-belief in himself that he was there. I am a lion. I'm this, like that, you know. And even if he knows that it's he, he's playing into it and he's pretty much created a brand out of that, that does help him to be like, it may say 39 on my passport, but mentally I'm 20, 21. AJ number the number. Eight. Uh, we don't support R. Kelly. Yeah, we, in the yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't, we don't support that. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Please not. Um, so, Robert. Oh, okay, but my question is this: though, Is that is forty-three-year-old Ibrahimovic still around? Forty-four-year-old because that Japanese dude was what forty-nine, fifty-ish. Jesus. So, um, I, I think as long as he wants to play, because his name is Latin Ibrahimovic and his brand is his brand. I don't know if it necessarily will be Serie A, but somebody will give him a job because he is who he is and it will help their club marketing-wise. So I would have thought that the MLS going to LA Galaxy or wherever it was, like that would have been kind of like a perfect place to be. But I guess he thought, if I can score 30 goals here, 
I can give you 10, 15 in Serian. I'd rather be in Milan anyway. I think his wife's like a model or something like that. So that's a great place to be or former model, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, as long as somebody's willing to pay him for being Zlatan primarily, I think he'll play. So if he wants to play until he's 45, somebody will give him a deal. Serie B, maybe back in in, in Sweden. Um, obviously, I think he's burnt to bridge there because he he – bought stake in a rival club of Malmo. <laughs> so maybe he couldn't go back there. But hey, somebody will pay him because Latin is Latin. And Latin, I don't you don't even need to say his last name. Both of his names are just as iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there, there there is no other Ibrahimovic and there is no other Zlatan. So somebody will give him a job. And if again if he has that mentality of I want to prove that I can do this as old as nobody has ever done it, if that's mm. become his goal in life that I want to be the 40-year-old in Syria that scored 20 goals a season. That proves my mentality. Who's going to stop him? See, my thing about Ibrahimovic is that when all is said and done, I will always come back to you didn't fulfill your potential, which is the Champions League. This is why I have a bone to pick with you, though. Because who's your GOAT? My personal GOAT. Mm -hmm. Oh, are we going to do this again? Or Ronaldo. No, no, no. The real and if if if, if if Ronaldo hasn't won a world, or sorry, if Ronaldo hasn't won a Champions League, I was thinking for a second. When I say Ronaldo <laughs> hasn't won, my mind automatically goes to World Cup because it's Ronaldo Cristiano. But this is R nine. Ronaldo hasn't won a Champions League, um, so you can can't I, use that against Ibrahimovic. Can, can, can I respond? Can I respond? Ronaldo, his injury. After his knee injury, he wasn't the. He just wasn't not the, the same player. I guarantee you. If Ronaldo did not have that knee injury, wherever he plays for, he would fire them to a Champions League fact. So he if, was good enough to win a World Cup, but not enough to win a Champions League. That is why he's a horseman. He's a horseman because he had no business winning, doing what he did at that Walker. Because that, that is what, what made it amazing. Because no, he was done. Finished. Knee injury. After the injury, you're finished. Your explosiveness is gone. Hence why his performance is all the more great because he used the power of the mind to will himself to do what needed to be done for us to win that World Cup. Ibrahimovic never had a major knee injury. He let never me, had a major just, knee injury. Because there's something in my so, brain, and I just want to make sure oh God, what's this that thing? I'm correct. Can you remind us when Ronaldo went to Real Madrid? I think it was 2 So I think it was after the 0-2 World Cup. And can you tell me what that says? This is a Champions League final in mm-hmm. 2002, and Real Madrid <laughs> were Champions League winners <laughs> when, when he went to Madrid in 2002 after the World Cup. Okay. So my question is, Ronaldo went to a Champions League winning team in 2002, but never won it with Real Madrid. Because he had a knee injury. But he, he was good enough to win Brazil the World Cup that same year. He had, okay, I don't think you're, you know, you're, you're, no, you're hearing I, I, me right. I'm not accusing you. I'm just... Yes, I you want, are. I, <laughs> I am. This sounds like an accusation, and I, and I want to respond. No, I just I'm want under, you to, to understand. give the respond. logic of Ronaldo hasn't won a Champions League, mm-hmm. but he still might go. Ibrahimovic hasn't won a Champions League. That's a stick to beat him with. Do, uh, uh, unless, may, and, and, and maybe you can get out of it this way. But I haven't heard you do this. Do you beat Ronaldo R9 with the same stick? I've never heard you critique Ronaldo, seriously critique him for not winning a Champions League. Mm. 
if you do do that, then I think it's fair for you to then critique Ibrahimovic with that same critique. If you don't critique Ronaldo by for not winning the Champions League, then you can't mention that for anybody who hasn't won it. So if we okay. go through the list, I think like Taram hasn't won it. Uh, Buffon hasn't won it. Tati never won it. Like there's a bunch of players who've never won the Champions League and, before. And, my, no, no, and again, my thing is this. Ibrahimovic, you never had the kind of major knee injury that Ronaldo had. So you literally had no excuse not to win the Champions League because at your peak, no major injury, working at the peak of your physical powers with the best teams at the time, Juventus, Inter Milan, so forth, you were not able to at least even reach a Champions League final. Ronaldo's knee injury was career-ending. You say, then how was he able to win the World Cup? That shows you why he is great because Ronaldo was that... I have no business being on this World Cup. I have no business being part of this. How but come you I'm just can't go... say there's different rules for Ronaldo, man? No, just... they're not. No, they're it's not. different saying, no, rules. Not. No, That's okay. They're no, your. No, you no, can no, be no, you. No, 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 no. But, no, but it's look, a different Daniel, rule, man. If Ronaldo didn't receive that knee injury, he'd win a Champions League. That's okay. a fact. That's okay, a fact. but now this this opens up another Pandora's box. Are, is the World Cup harder to win than the Champions League? World Cup is harder. Yeah, it's, it's harder. So if he can do the harder thing, how come he couldn't do the less hard thing? And this is the only thing about your argument that I don't understand. I appreciate uh, R9, like phenomenal. I appreciate him. Obviously, I don't have the same lived experience with him as you do. So I'm not getting at him. I understand. Like I've seen the footage of his knee. Like it's nasty stuff to watch. And he missed a whole calendar year. Like if if, if for the young kids who want to go look at his Wikipedia page, go look at 99-2000. There's no data. He missed a whole season from an injury. And there was like pieces before and after that he missed. So I understand the gravity of that knee injury. But he came back and he won the World Cup. And that's part of his triumph, like the great thing that he did. But he did play for more seasons with a Galactico team that had Zidane, that had Figo, that had, we won't say Beckham to the same extent, no, but, no, that, no. but that had great players in there. Mm. So I'm just... I. It's just a flaw in your logic, and it just it can't always go back to the knee injury because, in theory, he overcame the knee injury by winning the World Cup. It's, it's and especially the the importance that you and I put on the World Cup. So no, that's no, no, that's no. all I'm saying. I I don't want to get lost in the weeds, and I'll let you respond. But it's just odd, is what I'll say. No, no, I think it's very simple. For Ronaldo, as a Brazilian, the World Cup means everything, and I think for him. Because of what happened in 1998, he said, no matter what, I am bringing this World Cup home. Whatever I need to do, I'm bringing this World Cup home. And he placed that um, that mission of winning the World Cup for Brazil more important than anything else in, in football. Sure, he wanted to win a Champions League with Real Madrid and so forth. But his focus was, I have to um, right the wrong of 1998, where that World Cup was stolen from me. So... And, and it's as simple as that. So, for me, him not winning the, the Champions League, bro, I'm, I'm sorry. Ronaldo's Ronaldo. I will not hold that against it's, him. Because... That's all I'm saying. Like, And somebody else would tell you, Zlatan is Zlatan. And anybody that says that is a, is a moron. You trying to compare <laughs> Ibrahimovic to Ronaldo, you're, you're a flipping moron because that Ibrahimovic is... is on the same galaxy as Ronaldo. No, stop it. Anybody <laughs> saying that is, is, a, is an absolute idiot that knows nothing about football. Don't, don't, don't do that. Ronaldo and, is Ronaldo. He's, well, that's why he's called the phenomenon. So no, I'm just saying, I, it's, you know, I feel a contradiction. And maybe you don't, which is fair. Um, just quickly, Romelu Lukaku. I don't like the word world class, but we're going there. Romelu Lukaku's world class. 
I don't want to hear any arguments. Harry Kane is world class. I don't want to hear any arguments. Um, uh, next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't co-sign that full statement. So, Do you know what it is? We can spend three minutes here. People don't like calling Harry Kane world class because of the agenda that the English media had before he f- actually fulfilled the moniker. So they were calling him world class when there was no evidence to support the claim. Because they're the English media and they're premature in their assessments of every player that they've ever had from all time since 1880s. They're the greatest thing ever. Like, just chill, England. But that's not what they do. Empires and whatnot. But I think in this case, even though they were premature, they did eventually, they they were made correct by Harry Kane's progression. Mm. So I think indeed, Harry Kane is a world-class striker. Put it this way. When without Lewandowski play, leaves, with, no, with, no, without no. being caught in a CL final. Well, we don't necessarily judge world classness by moments. We okay. judge world classness by what you do over the course of seasons and consistency. Yeah. Okay. And because it's not a moments thing, we can say Harry Kane isn't clutch or Harry Kane isn't a big time player, but that's different than being world class because Thierry Henry was trash in big games. I think he scored one goal in like 10 finals, but nobody would ever come out of their mouth and say he wasn't a world-class striker because world-classness is about consistency over time, not necessarily moments. So we did that argument quickly. But the point is, when Lewandowski leaves Bayern Munich, when uh, Benzema leaves Real Madrid, when I guess Suarez already left Barcelona, um, when PSG need a new striker, when Aguero leaves Manchester City, all the top clubs in Europe, they will target or at least think about paying 150 million, 120 million, whatever it is. They'll think about Harry Kane. They they might not pull the trigger on it, especially Bayern because they because they don't do big money. But they'll think about pulling the trigger because he is who he is. And and, that, and, and, and what and is he? What is he? What is he? Just exactly. A goal scorer, a pure goal scorer and that can score in a, and, in a major final. They can, and they can increasingly they can in big games. Well, for Spurs, there's not enough evidence uh, to get you into the finals. If you play for Madrid, a Bayern, a PSG, a Manchester City, etc., you will get more chances to prove yourself in big finals because they'll just reach more because you're not playing for Spurs. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the kind of evidence that he's the world-class striker will be every world-class club or every elite club in Europe will think about him when the time comes for them to get their replacement. And Lukaku increasingly the same manchester city might look at him although that might be a bit dodgy i think psg will look at him i think madrid might barcelona mm, but, won't but, 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 i think he likes his relationship with with conte and i think me too if i'm, me if too. I'm from lukaku stay with stay with stay with conte but, I, mean, I could i could see i could see him at juventus knowing how italy do their things like i could see lukaku at juventus or anywhere so that's kind of how i'm judging world class these days like do the elite clubs want you or could i see a world in which you would go there and for Kane and Lukaku, I see that. So people who trash them, I just think they're being disingenuous with the truth. Speaking of Madrid and Barca, though, they took some L's to some clubs that were promoted. Not Barca, but Madrid. Cadiz. Cadiz. I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, Are we adding man. them to the Granada, Elche? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the other one? Ibar? Huesca. <laughs> Huesca. Huesca. <laughs> Ah, like are we added them to that list? Okay. No, we, we, well, should we? Because they just won one one zero. Like, 
we have them there because these this guys are what yeah, we're taking, yeah, like, lubrications, enough, baptisms, sacrifices, colonizations. Nils, nine nils, eight nils, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. And actually, Granada, they're not as bad anymore, I'm, I'm, I'm told. So yeah. No, no, there but you, you, see, you see, my thing is, look, first of all, Messi, he, he, I don't even know where, where Messi's head is at. So where Barcelona are concerned, Messi, do you want to stay? Do you want to leave? Do you, are you changing your mind? I'm confused. Um, Griezmann, it's it's a flop. It's a failure. It didn't work, work, work out. So it is what it is. You can say about, oh, I'll play in the wrong position and everything. This has been a brick move. Real Madrid, too much reliance on Benzema. And uh, this, is, this is where we now talk about Hazard. <laughs> Again, I told you, you bought too much stock at too high a price, and there was no way you were going to make money from it. Even based on what he did in his final season for Chelsea? Nope. Because he was 28, and you can't pay that back. There's no way you can make money from it. It's like the, the only player whose stock you bought that I think you'd be able to get back, in theory, is Usman Dembele. <laughs> exactly. That's the only player who I think he so, he put so much of his bank account in this player. I think he might be able to get it back if the guy can just stay fit. But Hazard, nah, nah. Oh, okay. So you think that Hazard, it's over? Like his his career is pretty much over? I don't think it's over. I just don't think he's going to reach the heights of 2018, 2019 again. One because he's hurt, and two, I don't think he wants to. It, is there any world where in two years or just next year where you see Hazard having a great Euros or a great World Cup? I can't see it. No. I would love it. For, I would love for it to happen because I like the guy. No, no, but, but, but I just, can't envision him just being the best player at the Euros next year. But, but, but see, my thing, and is that's guys, what he would need to do to rekindle see, our opinion. You see, guys, needs to just ignore. What I've said, ignore the stock that I bought and everything. Just forget ign- everything I've ever said. No, no, okay. Just put put it to one side. If you have a heart, if you're not a prick or a bastard, you should feel some sympathy for Hazard. If you're not biased and you take H out of the equation, when Hazard is fit, he's the top three best players in the world. Hazard at his best is a top three player playing the world. I don't know if that's true anymore, man. Like it, it was true. No, no. Look, but look. When, when he was, was going through best, his troubles, but this is like forty-eight months bro, almost. When he was at his best, he was one. He was top three. Okay, just yes, yes. What's what's the year you're thinking? Twenty eighteen. Okay. Thank you. So, if you're a football fan and you're ignoring all the stock that I bought on this dude, you should be like, man, I feel sorry for him. You should, you should feel sorry for him. It's like people like oh, it's been three hundred days since Hazard scored a goal. It's been chill. It's like don't don't say things like that. No, okay. <laughs> when do we finally say okay, guys? Ha ha ha! I feel sorry for him. When is that going to happen? Or never. That's never. Well, happen. okay. I oh, because people are are emotionless bastards. I no, this I, is I, I, this. I, it's your fault. It's it's the more. life that you built for yourself. People might think that, and some people might say it, but when they're talking to you and they know you might hear it, Have Hope needs to hear the smoke, although you can't hear smoke, but he needs to see the smoke, basically. So that's what it is. I think people might actually genuinely feel bad for him, like, yo, this is like not going as well as we think it could or should have gone. 
But Have Hope said so much stuff that when we talk to him or about him or in his comment section, now he needs to know that this is the guy that you said was this. This is the guy that you said was that. Ah, Like, that's what it's going to be like. So this is the world that you created for you. Okay, but, Which I don't know is necess- I don't know if that's necessarily what no, but actual Daniel, real life is like. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. When do we reach a point where, okay, you're I never said gonna it. see that. You're never gonna see that. Why not? Because you you hyped him to such a level, or I wouldn't even say you hyped him. It's just that you were so celebratory when he was at his <laughs> peaks that that pissed people off so much that now that he's fallen. They're not going to come to you with sympathy. They're going to come to you with ahaha pointing fingers. So you won't see the sympathy that people may or may not have for him because they'll just want to attack you. So my so there is Sorry. no end date on this. There's there's no end date. He would have to like <laughs> break his leg or like tear his ACL or retire from football or have to come out with some disease. Then like, they'll say, ah, ha- Hazard has a thyroid condition. That, that then they'll say that's HHE, see what he's now done. All that today is not giving him like it would have to be something fever. so dramatic to where, damn, I can't really pick on him anymore uh, at pe- your expense. People, so are just now losers, I feel bad. Man. People are just losers because it's like, <laughs> guys, get a life. Yes, I said it. All right, you know, okay, I was we, right we have, we have four it. questions. We have four questions. Some of them are retreats. So, um, Adaz, um, three says, yeah, he's in the staff chat. Who has declined more from their 17-18 season form, Conte or Firmino? Is, wait, wait, I so, don't so, even blame wait, Conte for what I'm about to this, say. Wait, wait, what's the question? Who's had the biggest? Who's had the biggest? Who's decline? declined more since 2018? Basically, and the answer is Conte. But I don't blame Conte. I blame yeah. Maurizio Sarri, Frank Lampard, and Didier Deschamps because. It, this started, this whole thing started in the 2018 Europa League final. Conte was hurt. He shouldn't have played the game, and mm. he played the game. And I think he got hurt in the game, but he played through it. They beat Arsenal 4-1. He wasn't necessarily necessary to the result. Hazard had the thing covered. Then Le- Sarri leaves. Lampard comes in, and... Conte's recovering from an injury that whole summer. He plays him against Manchester United in his first game, and he picks up a knock. He plays him the next week, he picks up a knock. And I think then he might have gone to internationals with France. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think he did. But he picked up he picked up like four or five C injuries because Lampard kept rushing him back into the team because he was under pressure because the results were going sideways. Then... I guess Deschamps thinks, well, if he can play for the club, he can play for France. I was going to say France, but you know, he can, he can play for France. So then he now he picks him and plays him, oh, 30 minutes here, 40 minutes here, an hour here, 90 minutes there. He comes back to Chelsea, not rested. They keep playing him. The way that Conte plays, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of running. It's just very intensive. He's been doing that probably his whole life, right? But in the main, since 2014, with Leicester, or 2015 with Leicester, sorry. There's only so long that a body can hold up running that much, doing that much on so, a football so, so, pitch. So this is like a burnout then? He's, he's burnt out. It's, I wouldn't call it a burnout. It's just poor management. Like, he can do it, 
but don't ask him to do it for club and country when he's not 100%. And I understand if I was a manager and Conte was willing to go, it's going to be hard for me to leave him under the team because he and, is and, what he is. And also and he never complains. He never fam, complains. Look, look at the options Chelsea have in midfield. Would you rather have a 100% Bakayoko or a 100% drink water or 100% this and that? Or would you rather have an 80% Angolo Conte? I'm picking the 80% Conte, but realize when you play him at 80% for 90 minutes, mm. he goes down to 70 and then when he's at 70 and you play him the next week for 90 more minutes, injury. It's, and then it's, it's, the injuries start deteriorating what he's able to do physically. But you see, in response to the question, both have de- declined. But when you say who's declined more, I'm thinking of where were they to begin with. Conte was so, the best in the world at yes. his position. So, 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 for Firmino, he was he, I. But Liverpool guys said he was the, the next coming of Arnhem. But that's Liverpool fans. <laughs> but Conte was the best in his position in the world. At a point. I think he still is so, probably the best in his position, but it's just the the, the decline has happened. Mm. And and this is why, you know, people were like, yo, Conte needs to be a defensive midfielder. He needs to play DM. I'm like, he's not a defensive midfielder. He's a box-to-box midfielder that's more of a destroyer than just somebody who sits mm. and mops up. But that's the position that he needs to develop into being. The whole Makalele thing that people think have, or have thought since 2015 – he reads the game so well. He he that reads he, the game. He so hasn't well. been Makalele yet. Like he hasn't adopted that. I'm stationary. I'm static. I'm here to protect my two central defenders and the back four. He hasn't really played that role up until like this season and parts last season where Lampard was like, "I want you in the team, but just play at the base." Because it's normally been Jorginho at the base with Kante, kind of going back and forth, mm-hmm. just in possession. And you know, you saw him get assists and goals with Sari and things like that. So. That's the the Makalele role, as it were. That's what he needs to develop into. And just sit. I don't need to do too much running. Use this. What's in between his ears, which is fantastic. Just use that. And if he develops that, he can extend his career into, I don't know, mid-30s. I think he's 29 now. I don't know. No, so, it's, 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 it's the same thing that Ibrahim Bridge is doing where, like, you can't be a mobile 35, 36-year-old. So it just it pisses me off because I know the mentality of those managers too. Lampard, Sari, Deschamps, send the robot out, send him out, just let him run, let him run until he's just dust. <laughs> like who cares? Just send the little <laughs> Negro out there. Like I know that mentality. Like I know it's in there, and it just pisses me off because it's like there's a lack of humanity. Like. Conte is going to tell you I can play. Every footballer is going to tell you I can play. Let me play. But you have to have it within yourself to be like, I want to do what's best for you. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yes, every footballer will will say that they they want to play. Conte is one of those guys where you will never even know he's suffering because he will not – his his body language – because normally as much as you can can just say, yeah, this guy, he's he's suffering. Conte, his soul doesn't even – care about you'll only know it once like, he's injured <laughs> once he's literally on the hospital bed yeah like even oh then be like, like you know even you then know. he'll be like bro boss just will me out i can still play so <laughs> you know it just it pisses me off because i know what that mentality comes from um with the reaction from this is now a kevin nash stand i don't what is this what's what? your at man jacks 365 his username was pretty long with the reaction Liverpool fans are having with VVD's um, cruciate tear, 
Is that an indicator of their fears of their defense? I think yes. He said, Jose Spurs, talk about it. We did. Um, Due to the prevalence of penalties in the game right now and the fact that conceding a penalty is usually worse than whatever chance you'd have given up had you not fouled, how do you guys feel about the idea of making penalties harder, moving them back or putting them on an angle? No, no. <laughs> Change the handball rule. Keep penalties as of today's leave my football. I would game. like to see penalties moved back, maybe like two yards. No. So instead of 11 yards, make it like 12 or 13. No. Like, like give the keeper a little bit better of a chance. Excuse no. me. Like give, give the keeper a little bit better of a chance to save no, no. it. The whole point of... Remember, football, it's difficult to score. It's hard to score. The whole point is don't give away a penalty. <laughs> I, I, I just think it would be interesting. Like a penalty nah, nah, shootout nah. from another yard away. It's like... Like you know, World Cup final. It's like... It, do you know how, how they do it in the MLS, man? That's trash. The whole No, one. that was... That, that video was from like the 80s, I think. Or the, like the early 90s where they no. just did like 1v1s. They were doing that back in the 90s. In the MLS. I said 80s, 90s. That's what I said. But they don't do it like that now, I don't think. I haven't watched MLS in a minute, but, you know. I actually kind of like it. Like, I like the idea. This is, this is what I think. Whether or not it should be done, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, like, I can see someone thinking, no. like, ah, oh, let's make it more realistic. All right. Keegan Blaze asks, will Carl ever be back? Funny you ask. Carl's Carl's a busy guy these days, man. So I, Carl's not going to be a regular on the podcast anymore. You know, he has his ath- athletic stuff that he's doing. He has some writing stuff that he's doing. There's, if you want to listen to him talk about Manchester United, Deflatic. he has um, the Talk of the Devils podcast. So Carl's not going to be a regular feature on the podcast anymore. But when he's available, I'm sure we'll see him pop up every now and again. You know, we haven't kicked him under the group chat or anything like that. Mm. Like, we're still cool. We're still boys. But it just makes more sense for, for him to do his thing and for him to take advantage of the time that he has. It's basically, he'll be like a special, special guest. Yeah, so of course. Come of course. On, do a few things. So, uh, as always, you know, we, we wish him the best. You know, much that's, love. That's, much our love, much love. that's our guy. That's our guy. Bob Marley. Bob Marley. All right. Like I said at the beginning, man, anybody who's been rocking with us and has been with us, um, we really appreciate it. It's a labor of love in that sense. We don't make that much money from it, but we do it because people like it. And, mm. you know, we have shit to say. So, and express um, ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to help us out, if you want to do something for our 200th episode, subscribe. Whether you're on YouTube, if you're a Twitter user, follow us over there. If you're paid, if your mom is a millionaire and your dad mm. owns a bank, remember to subscribe or become a Patreon. That would really help us out a lot and allow us to do some things that, that we'd like to do. But Let yeah. me take a drink, man. I'll take a drink for 200 episodes, man. <laughs> Let me kill my liver in celebration of a of a number. <laughs> yes, yes, a 200, man. He drank a bottle cap. <laughs> Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace out. Um, no, 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 guys, thank you. No, trust me, thank you, guys. But remember, remember, subscribe onto the Talking Tactics YouTube page and, you know, try and become a patron and just help supporting us and so forth. But yeah, man. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star review and we will read it on the show. And have hope. Follow him at havehopefootballhut.com or havehopehut on Twitter. I'm at Daniel to look. 200 episodes in the book. We'll see you for 201 next week. Talk and Tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.